0: Let's pray together. Our Father, we thank you that you sent Jesus, that there is life and hope in him. Father, we thank you that he raised from the dead and conquered death and gave us life. Father, we ask that your spirit would um, teach us today. Your spirit would move in our hearts. Your spirit would guide our time. We ask that your spirit would empower us as your people um, to live in your image in this city. And pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys can be seated. Well, good morning. Sorry, I'm moving a bunch of things around for a second. We're doing things a little bit different today. Um, So, but I want to welcome you to the gathering of the church. Uh, we do call this the gathering because we believe language is really important. We believe Scripture actually teaches us that the church is a is not a building or a place or an event, but rather the church is actually the people of God um, sent to live among the world so that the world would see God's image. And so, on Sunday, we we would say that we we don't come together. Um, to the church, but we are the church, and so we gather on Sunday, and we gather all throughout the week um, to live the life of Jesus and to disciple one another in Jesus' ways, which by the way, is the role that Jesus gave us as He ascended to heaven and now sits on the right hand of God. And when He returned, before He returns and brings total restoration to the world, He gave us this job, this role of disciples who make other disciples, and we've been talking about that for the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the, the Great Commission and what it, what it means to be a disciple as we've been coming to the end of our series on Gospel Foundations. Um, But the truth is that God has always called a family, God has always called a community um, to be His people, to be uh, His image bearers in the city. That's what He did with Adam and Eve, that's what He did with the nation of Israel, and now that's what He does with the church. And He calls His people um, to live out restoration in the city and in where they live so that people would see what God is like. And so what we have today is actually a very different day. It's a a special day, if you want to say it that way. And we're, we're going to do things differently than we usually do. Um... We're going to actually have each one of our missional communities uh, share how God has called them to live as family with one another and to live as missionaries and disciple others uh, throughout the city. And so just for clarity, if you're new with us or if you're not new with us, just for clarity anyway, uh, when we say missional community, what we mean by that is a group of people who who have covenanted, Together to intentionally live life out as a family so that they might disciple a specific people group in a specific place. And so that God is, they believe that God has called them to share life together and share the good news of the gospel together. And so they're not just small groups that meet once a week, but rather actually intentional communities that are designed to ensure that discipleship takes place all throughout life. That as we do life together, we would teach each other the life of Jesus and we would reveal the life of Jesus to others. And so if this is your first time with us, that's great. You get to kind of hear the heartbeat of what our church is about. Um, and so we want to encourage you to, to listen and to think through those things. If, if you've been hanging out here for a little while and you're not connected in a missional community, I want to encourage you to think through those and consider in your heart where God may be calling you to partner and to be a part of the family and actually living his image out together. And, and also, if you're already a part of a missional community, we want to give you freedom today as well. Um, Hopefully you know you always have this, but we want to give you freedom today, as everyone shared, that if God stirs in your heart, we want to give you the freedom to process that within your missional community and process that with your leaders and say, I feel like maybe God is calling me to move and to be a part of this mission over here. We don't move just for moving's sake, we move for mission's sake. And so if, there, if there's something that is shared today, then you're a part of the missional community and say, hey, I really feel like maybe God's calling me into that. Talk about that with your leaders and talk about that in your mission. Community, and so that God would move His people around. And so, how this is going to work is we're going to have each group come up and share um, briefly. Um, we've we've gone over this yesterday briefly, um, and they're going to share um, just a vision of what God is calling them into and, and what that looks like. Um, and then we'll sing a couple songs, and then a few more groups we'll share, then we'll sing a couple songs, and a few more groups we'll share, and then we're going to close that time with some corporate prayer, and so we're going to break up into smaller groups within our church here, and if that feels weird for you, I'm sorry, but actually that's where the real work of God is done in prayer, and so we want to make sure that we're doing that as we're thinking about casting vision for what God is calling us to as a broader family, and so we're going to do that, and then we'll close with communion uh, together and celebrate the Lord's table, and so I want to invite um, our first missional community to come up, um, which is the Tall House. And they're tall. I don't know why they call it the Tall House. Hello, uh, my name's Jeff
1: Lowndes. This Allie. is this is Allie Lowndes, my wife. i Marina. This is Marina. And we're part of the Tall House MC. Um, mm-hmm. The, the people that we feel uh, called to and the, the people we feel called to love, um, it kind of says it up there, is our, our new transplants or young professionals um, in L.A., specifically like West L.A., um, these are people that are in our social circles already, um, and we really feel like there's this huge need for uh, for the gospel to go forward to this people group. Um, there's a lot of ways in which we get to love them and, and care for these people that they, they're they not all the same, um, but one practical way we get to do that is oftentimes these people, because they're new to the city, oftentimes they don't expect to be here a long time. They often live in isolation or don't live with any like true deep friends or any deep family here because they're expecting to leave anytime soon. So one practical way we get to love and serve this people group, um, there's a lot of them in LA, is simply as we live as a family together, we get to invite people into that or we go out to them and and inviting them in, offering true relationship, following up with them, pursuing them. It's something that... um, initially we didn't think about, we didn't realize, but it actually is a big differentiator between um, when we realize God has loved us and pursued us consistently, that is not something that's a norm within, like, the the people uh, in West LA, in this people group, so, Myrna has an example, a a couple more examples of how we do that, but...
2: So, like, some of the things we might do are um, like, go to improv shows um, as a group, and like, you know, just get to know the people on some improv teams or um, a couple of things we've done. I like, held, like, concerts because we have some musicians in our group um, and inviting friends into that and um, just getting to know them that way. Um, just kind of ways to, like, bring them into our community and, like, hopefully through that community they'll see the love of Christ that we have for one another and then, like, come to know Him. Um, and then... Yeah, as a group, we just try to, like, hang out and just be real family together um, throughout the week. And we have our family dinner on Sundays. Um, Yeah.
1: And I think just really quickly, one, like, differentiating factor about us actually going to each other's shows and stuff is oftentimes people can, like, no one actually supports each other in their artistic endeavors or in anything else they do. So oftentimes out of these entire improv teams or concerts, no one else has anyone that really shows up because everyone just is looking for like kind of the next best thing to do so it's just one way we get to love and support each other um as god's loved us
3: um and another important feature of our that we feel really passionate about also is the fact that we do live in an incredible city we love los angeles and what we kept running up against when we would have conversations with our coworkers and our friends is that they don't really feel connected to the city, which kind of bleeds and has repercussions in their life because they don't feel connected to where they live. They don't feel like it's home. They don't feel like it's comfortable or safe. And part of loving L.A. is knowing L.A. And so we, as an MC, proactively plan hangouts in L.A., exploring different parts of the city, whether it's going down to Santa Monica Pier, checking out new restaurants in our area, um, going downtown, getting beers at some new brewery, something like that, and inviting our friends into that because, to us, for L.A. to feel like home and for people to feel truly connected, we want them to not just love Jesus and love their community. We want them to love the city of Los Angeles. We want them to stay here because one pattern we see a lot is people leave because they feel like they don't have roots here. There's not grounding here. They don't want to raise their kids here maybe because they feel that disconnect. And so for us, connecting to the city is just as important as um, kind of feeling that community and so for us we really love to show people the city of los angeles because we love it and so that's a really important feature of our missional community that we're, we're always kind of evolving and exploring as well um is yeah just learning how to love la and serve the city too it's also a component that we're pressing into more and more is how can we actually give back to the city that we love so much so yeah
1: and i guess through all of that our hope and and goal is that people would come to know jesus as their savior as their like tangibly experiencing him in all these ways that they normally don't get to uh, throughout their life. So that's just a little bit about Tall House MC.
4: Hi, guys. I'm Evie Hutton.
5: And I'm Joshua Hames.
4: And the two of us, along with Austin Edwards, are co-leading the Short Avenue missional community, which uh, meets in my house on Short Avenue.
5: Yeah, and so um, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of the big picture vision um, for our uh, missional community, and our hope is to... Uh, Love and serve the people uh, around Short Avenue by cultivating a community um, that makes disciples of Jesus and seeks to serve the tangible needs of the neighborhood. And I'll let Evie talk a little bit about kind of what we'll be doing to engage in that and what it will look like as an MC for us.
4: So, like you just heard, um, Allie and Jeff and Marina speak about their vision. Their um, their missional focus is really a people group, right? Ours is more geographical. So it's it's my street, basically. And um, on a practical level, as the people who are a part of our missional community, we meet for our family dinner on Monday nights at seven p.m., where we spend time um, eating, celebrating with each other, morning with each other, um, really just learning about each other and creating that fam- those family relationships. We study the Word. We um, spend some time in prayer, and that's really just a time for us to connect as a family and prayerfully go forward um, as a group of people on mission, growing in the love of Jesus, growing in the love of His Word, and really growing in a passion for His mission.
5: Yeah, and um, for anyone who's hearing this and thinking, "I just, I just thought of this." Um, Oh, but I don't live anywhere near Short Avenue. I don't live in that neighborhood. Well, neither do two of the leaders. Um, Ian and Evie live there, and then Austin and I um, live elsewhere. Um, and so, but we're really excited about the idea of um, the kingdom of heaven uh, breaking into a very specific geographical location, right? And we get to strategically think and plan how we can engage in God's mission. And so we said, uh, The people around Short Avenue, but more specifically, um, we're really honing in on the 15 houses on their block. So we have 15 houses that we're trying, that we're looking to serve, and ultimately we're praying that the kingdom of heaven comes and just like goes out into these 15 houses and we see people baptized and come into the kingdom of heaven. And so as we get to spend time in the neighborhood, like get to know the neighbors, figure out the tangible needs of these neighbors, we get to serve them together as a community and see them. uh, We're praying come to know Jesus, and so I'll let Evie give a little bit more about that, how that's
6: looked.
4: Sure. So, in the past, um, ways that we have tangibly reached out to our to our neighborhood um, prior to really honing down on the on just our block is we throw monthly happy hours for neighbors to come and actually meet each other because nobody knows each other in LA. Like, if you came from the south, people know each other. People here, they don't. So, it's just an opportunity for neighbors to actually get to know each other and start to, as Joshua said, like really prayerfully. Bring the, try to bring a piece of heaven to earth and that people can know each other and be understood and be heard in um, relationships geographically that you might not be friends with otherwise. So that's, that's something that we've gotten to see. Um, And there are some really, really beautiful souls that live around me that just need, pursue and just need love and need to see that it's not for some, um, something that can be gained for us, that it's truly just loving them because they are a picture of Jesus and because they are loved by God. And so we get to love them. So we would love to have you come and partner with us. Um, and if not, we love you anyways.
5: 15 people for 15 houses. That's what we're
7: saying. <laughs>
8: My name is Jared. Um, I lead the downtown Culver City MC with my wife, Robin, who is out of town today. So I'm up here by myself, but normally she would be here. Um, But our mission is something that's kind of we've arrived at over time. We kind of looked around and realized we had a few families in our MC who were fostering children. And with some training that we had gone through and some things we were processing, we were like, well, this is obviously who God is calling us to as a people. And then on top of that, um, as we process the why behind that, um, that song, the last song we sang says, um, but to everyone who in his name believed, Jesus gave the right to be a child of God. And that's ultimately the heartbeat of our mission, is that God has adopted us as sons and daughters. He brought, He's brought us into his family through our older brother Jesus laying down his life for us so that we could have full rights in the kingdom of God as co-heirs with Christ, as God's children. And so that's what we hopefully take out into, our, into the mission that God's called us on. Um, as we um, affirm people who are already living this lifestyle, who we get to know who are fostering children, um, we get to speak that over them as this is actually what you're displaying to the world around you, whether you know it or not, and we ultimately get to hopefully um, welcome them into that family as we show them, as we live as family with them, as people who are burnt out and tired and worn out from from this life of some of you have seen these these kids don't always come from easy places and oftentimes they don't um and so it takes really the power of the spirit um in a lot of ways to be able to live this life out to be able to take care of these kids and um someone asked yesterday what if you don't foster a kid can you still be involved and and i was like of course like if everyone in our group fostered kids we would not be able to do this we wouldn't have the bandwidth so really we need more people who feel who resonate with this mission Who who say I think God's calling me into that but I can't commit to actually taking a child into my home we need you to come alongside us and say hey I want to serve, I want to help. I want to be a part of um, what you guys are doing. Um, and some of the ways that this has worked out is we do part play dates where we already have a network that's kind of um, developed between um, the Haskews and the Wolfs and a few other families that are starting to foster and so we plan these play dates to get to know each other, to play with each other's kids, to kind of develop that that family relationship. And we also have a Facebook group where we try to, we're in the process of learning to put out needs and offer up help if someone's going to this grocery store or running errands to, um, you know, a lot of times as a foster parent it's hard to even make it to the store to get your groceries every week. And so things like that can be really helpful. Um, And so that's basically what our group's about. We meet um, every Wednesday night. Uh, for family dinner, as well as other events that happen throughout the week, whether it be a play date or sometimes just some of the moms will grab coffee, um, things like that. So, um, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully that gives you guys a sense of what downtown Culver is all about.
9: Good morning, everyone. So my name is Chris Scruton. This is my wife, Katie. And along with uh, Derek Hoyt, who is not here, he's actually uh, in Denmark with our friends Kim and Lena, we lead the El Segundo missional community. And uh, the El Segundo missional community is on mission to the people uh, that work at Raytheon and live in El Segundo and the adjacent South Bay area. Now, Raytheon is an aerospace company that has a very large presence in El Segundo and in the, the South Bay and RMC has three members that work at Raytheon we have Jackson Hogaboom, uh, Sarah Easterbrook, and then myself and many of uh, again those that work at Raytheon live in El Segundo and in the South Bay. So we desire to share the love of Christ uh, with the people that work at Raytheon so that they can experience how Jesus is better than the American dream. El Segundo is a relatively affluent city with a little physical lack, and families abound there. And many have built up their own personal kingdoms uh, that they manage. And we desire to see the people at Raytheon grow in their understanding of the gospel. To see how we don't have to perform or to achieve in order to to be secure. And to um, find worth or value in this world because Jesus attained that for us. And we hope that they will come uh, to know that God's kingdom is infinitely better than their own and you may be thinking, well, I can't support this mission because I don't work at Raytheon. But that is not true because, as you can tell, a majority of our MCU family doesn't work at Raytheon. There's only three of us. And so uh, don't let that hinder you. And so we uh, engage the people at Raytheon through sharing meals together and giving opportunities to serve uh, with one another, the the marginalized people in our community. And so just encourage you guys to please be praying for us as we continue to pursue this mission uh, with God. Thank you. And next we'll hear from the Redondo Beach MC.
10: So I'm Andrew, and. am Katie. So we're the five Stools. We're in Redondo Beach. Uh, the email is the proper spelling. The name up there, whatever. Um, but we, uh, Redondo Beach is right next to El Segundo. We like them. Have a lot of engineers, military types uh, within who who really compromises us. Katie and I have been living there for in the you know one square mile for. Uh, over 10 years, and the people have come and gone a lot as military guys move in out. You know, L.A. is very transient. Um, but our specific mission, uh, four years ago, we were given a the best evangelist I've ever met. Um, our son Jack, who has pretty severe special needs, so we are in and out of hospitals, doctor doctor visits, um, therapy sessions, uh, seeing the parents of other kids with severe special needs um, there's obviously a lot of um brokenness easy like jared was saying how uh, foster families it's hard there's a lot of work to be done um it's very uplifting we uh, like we, in philippians 2 um, paul's basically writing to a group of people who are grumbling about doing god's work and he's saying like Uh, but you know but it's god who's doing the work we should just be celebrating in in awe of all that he's doing there's so many stories we so many stories we have about um you know the the amazing things god's been doing through me through the people around us um we have some practical ways we do reach out to the special needs community um katie can share
11: yeah so um that was good, babe. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So we we knew we wanted to. We Jack God gave us Jack, and so we felt really called to special needs, and it's kind of vague. What does that look like? Um, for a while, I think it was just. People serving us, we were the need, right? Um, And then our group, we have Matt Allender in our group, who is a special needs teacher, and um, he, yeah. And then also we realized Jack's school; he goes to a special needs school, which is very small. And one of the big things we saw was, well, you know, we can care for the caregivers. So, you know, caring for special needs is also very you know people give up their lives the pay isn't great they but they love the kids and they're so passionate so we've been serving like the teachers at a school through notes of encouragement and gifts and lunches and just things and then um i mean just adding like i feel like through jack we we i see a miracle every day like if you want to talk to me i could just every day i feel like god shows me some miracle or some evidence of grace i mean it's just abounding and evident and it's amazing but um So it's funny that we're on mission to the disability community, but Jack is disabled, and he's kind of doing all the heavy lifting for us. So he's really the one on mission, but um, it's just been incredible. So if you have a heart for special needs or just want to witness miracles, um, join our group. Um, Yeah, basically.
2: Hey, I'm Marissa Harkins.
12: I'm Philip Hewitt.
2: We are partnering with the Margimes. We're super excited, excited, to start a new MC right now called the Westwood UCLA MC. Unless we come up with a different
11: name later
2: on, um, we are geared to like to serve and to share the gospel with international students that study at UCLA. That's where our passion is, like to meet them when they come to the country, to serve them, to invite them into homes, to go on trips with them, and just intentionally form relationships to go deep when we can share the gospel.
12: So many international students um, actually never set foot in an American home. Um, there's a huge percentage of, I think it's like 40% of international students report never actually making an American friend while they're here. And the whole reason they come to the United States, not the whole reason, part of the reason they come to the United States is to learn to speak English and to uh, learn about our culture and things. That's something they want to do while they're here. And as a result, they tend to, many of them, be very, very open to the gospel. They want to have these conversations. And, uh, they uh, are eager to spend time, you know, finding out more about what we believe in um, and how we live and things. And so um, it's just a great opportunity. Other thing is, uh, it's an opportunity to reach the um, you know, foreign countries without ever even leaving L.A., our vision is that um, the students that we uh, that we are in community with will um, be saved and baptized, and that some of them, you know, maybe will remain here and partner with us in what we're doing, and others will take the gospel back to their home countries, and uh, that we'll see salvation and baptism, you know, in in, in uh, places that you know we can't reach. Um, but that they can, you know, as they're as they're, as they're heading back home. So um, that's our that's kind of our vision. Our first family dinner is going to be on um, uh, next Tuesday, the twenty sixth of September. Um, it'll be at uh, Marissa and um, Sarah and Marina's house, apartment, yeah. and um, yeah, probably. Oh yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I think that conversation was supposed to happen later. Anyway, um <laughs> whoops. <laughs> <pull me> <laughs> it, it might be there. It might be somewhere else. It could be in my apartment. You know, whatever. So we, we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll, we'll be doing things like game nights and movie nights, and um, you know, maybe taking trips and things. Just uh, uh, living life with um, these students and getting to know them and. Uh, um, that's, that's kind of our vision.
2: So if you are interested in joining us, you're welcome to come to someone's apartment that Tuesday night. And then there's Bible studies on Thursday nights and Friday nights right now at UCLA that we'll be going to to meet the students. And whatever like events they have, we're going to show up. <laughs> and, um, and then so you could partner with us on those nights or on other trips or like hiking or going to the beach with, that we do with them. Just so we get to know them really well. <laughs> Yeah, and then if you have questions, you can contact us. And...
3: <laughs>
13: okay. 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 Uh, hey guys. I'm Matt Noble. This is my wife, Ashley. Um, and we don't have a name. Yeah, we are the future MC. <laughs> we are the future. Join us! <laughs> to infinity and beyond, I suppose. Um, no, we don't have a name yet. Uh, We don't have a location. We don't have a people group to reach yet. We don't know anything, basically, other than we want to start an MC. And so I thought I would share with you kind of where that comes from and why. Um, So in the last year of my life, um, I've basically been given everything I ever dreamed of. Um, For those of you who don't know me, I had a heart and liver transplant in the last year. And, um, I mean, I'm not talking about, like, the things that you guys dream of, too. Like, you know, a lot of money and a great success at work. I'm talking about, I've dreamt of things when I was 10 that didn't exist. When I was born, heart transplants weren't a thing. You, that was that was dreaming and praying for something that was just science fiction. And I've been given it all. but I'm not any happier. I'm not any more content because I've gotten those things. And I think... In the last year, I heard—I used to hear messages like what Brad gave last week that we're called into the mission field and we're here to, to make disciples. And I'd read Paul in 1st Philippians where he would say, It is far better to depart and be with Christ, but for your sake I'll remain. And as I think through those things now, having experienced basically getting everything we ever wanted um, and going, there's still an emptiness. That is just so real and so true to me. I look at myself <laughs> That I'm still alive. I'm not the lucky one because I I lived. I'm just here for you people. (laughs) Like like I'm here for others. And my life and our lives is very much about pouring into others and making disciples. And I think I've just become completely convinced um, through the Word and through our experiences that we are discipling somebody and something all the time. And so I would just challenge you guys to question, who are you discipling and in what ways? And we want to just get a group of people... They're going. Hey, we don't want to. We don't want. We want to stop that and start discipling people in Jesus and the only one true thing that's going to satisfy. And so, if you've thought about joining, starting an MC someday, if you thought about maybe leading someday, if you think in some capacity I'd like to do that, maybe, or if you're on the other end of the spectrum and think I don't ever want to do that, you should join us and we'll like show you how you're wrong. Um, and. Uh, I just want to. Uh, my, our passion is very much um, to make disciples, and so we don't know what we're doing. We don't know how we're going to do it. And so, if you've got ideas, um, if you're excited about something, come talk to us. Um, we're looking for co-leaders. We're looking for people who want to be on mission to someone. And I could easily join any one of the other groups that went before us. Um, and I know I know you could as well. And I'm you know I'm just going to shut up now and let you talk.
9: Amen. <laughs>
13: Sorry. <laughs>
0: Sarah.
7: I love you guys. I just love Christ's faithfulness to us all. It's a miracle. She doesn't leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: She's
7: kind of at <laughs> um, I want to give you just, we moved here in 2010. Just the Lord moved us here. Just gave us a heart for this city, a heart for this people. And my name is Jessica, by the way. This is Tripp and Sarah, sorry. <laughs> um, 2008 or 9-ish Somewhere around there Maybe spring of 2009 um, We were driving through this neighborhood We didn't know where we were going to end up And we got out of the car Right at Olinda and Braddock Like literally I remember the tree And the bell rang of the schools There's three schools here This one There's the middle school The high school And then there's Culver Park High School Which is a kid for high risk kids um, And I stood there And the bell rang And the sidewalk became full of kids kids that didn't look like my kids, kids that were from many different backgrounds. And I literally had the Spirit of God take my heart, and, like, I just had to get on the ground. Like, I couldn't stand up. I literally was down. and I felt the Spirit of God grab my heart and say, who's here for these families of all these kids? Who's here? And I'm like, I prayed. I said, Lord, I want to be in Farragut. I want my kids to be in Farragut. I want the middle school to have a voice of Christ. I want the high school to have kids that come to know you. And that was in 2008. We moved here in 2010. We live two blocks from here for some crazy reason. And we're meeting in this school. Like, God is so faithful, not because of we're any great people. It's because he wants to glorify himself. And we're so excited about our opportunity that the Lord has now brought more people into this city that have a heart for these kids and these families here, right here on this block.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I think as we came here and as God called us to plant this church, uh, one of our hearts has always been, and we've been trying to convince someone else to do this for a while, um, but to reach high school and middle school students. If you just look at the stats of when people come to Jesus 77% of people that come to Jesus are 21 and under. 64% of them are 18 and under. And it's an age group that we as a family are not really working with. Um, and and we live here in this in this school district that's the fourth most diverse school district in the, in the nation. We just heard about, you know, reaching the nations. Like that's an opportunity in our school district as well. And so we've been praying about that. We've been, um, we've been launching other missional communities. We've been leading missional communities that care for this school and, and other places for the past seven years. Um, and God has continued to lay this on our hearts to, to like, to reach high school students and to reach middle school students. And He hasn't broken that desire. For, and as we were thinking about relaunching a new missional community, um, we're like, maybe God is actually saying, "Like I haven't given this up because you're supposed to do it. And so, so our desire really is to see middle school and high school students and their families come to Jesus. Um, And that they would be discipled and they would participate in in learning about Jesus and they would be redeemed and that they would be a part of restoring the city as well. And not just Culver City, but all throughout Los Angeles and all throughout the world. And so we um, have had an opportunity, just has come up recently, with Young Life who um, other Christians in our city, which aren't that many here in Culver City, um, who have also been praying for this. And so we're going to be partnering with Young Life and starting a new club in the middle school and the high school here in the near near future um, and partnering with other believers in our city um, to really reach kids and to to give them a tangible picture of what Jesus looks like and to build relationships with them and to disciple them and to pour into them and to pray for them and to care for them and to go to camp with them and to, to just love on them and not just them but also their families. Because our goal is not just to reach the teenagers, but to get to know the teenagers so that we can meet their families. And God has been giving us favor and favor and favor in the schools and in the neighborhood already with many of these students that we already know from doing many things here at this school. And so, if you don't know it or not, there's about 6,000 students that meet on this block every day. Um, And so, our hope and desire is to see many, many, many of them come to Jesus. And so... Yeah, so if you want to join us in that, we're looking for more leaders that will come alongside us. Right now there's three of us that are completely committed to it, but there's others that are a part of that that are are committed as well that are going to join us, and so um, we're excited about that.
12: Yes.
7: What time did you pick a day?
0: We haven't picked a day yet, but um, we know that the the, um, Young Life Clubs will be on Monday nights, um, and then we'll also meet as kind of family dinner together to disciple one another and to care for the other leaders um, in the group that that may not all be from our church, maybe from other places and other churches of people that also have the love of Jesus. And so um, I hope this morning that you got to hear a little bit of what God is doing. Um, And as you hear those things, sir, did you want to share anything? All right, because I'm going to (laughs) just... Go from there then. Um, that yeah, you can say hi.
6: Hi. <laughs>
0: um, I hope this morning that what what you hear a little bit of is is these are not things that we are doing. This is not something that we're some special people or any of these other groups are special people. This is something that God is doing in our city and that He is about His work in building His kingdom. And so we want to just promote Jesus, and we want to partner with where the Spirit is already moving, and not start something that is on our own or that is man-powered. And so, we want to take some time right now to pray that God would continue to grow His kingdom. And if there's something that struck your heart this morning, like pray for that. If there's other things or other people that, that you know in our city that that you want to see come to Jesus. Let's pray for those things. But let's just ask the Father to do His work on His behalf um, and that He would allow us to participate and to see and to and to be a part of the fruit that He's bearing in other people's lives. And so we're going to take a few minutes to do that so you can just break up with people that are right around you. Feel free to move the chairs. Um, and then um, after there's some time of that, Brad's going to come up and, and pray for us and then lead us into communion. So... You can do that now,
6: Father. We pray for uh, the the city to come and know you as God. Uh, we pray for uh, the image to be reality that you dwell among men and women and children of the city. Uh, that that every orphan, every widow, uh, every family. Uh, struggling to find anything that resembles non-isolation, that they would find not just a group of people that are nice, that make meals, that uh, do good stuff, but that they would find the living God. Uh, We pray deeply that in a year from now we would see Uh, a multiplication of of people and disciples, Uh, not to have a larger room, but that we would see and know many stories of your uh, kingdom come into people's hearts and lives, and that we would truly see in each of us a transformation, that as we seek to serve, seek to build relationships, seek to just survive as communities, that we would actually be transformed, that you would renew our minds, our souls, our lives, uh, that we would experience the deep surrender of ourselves uh, to you with great comfort and with great joy, Uh, that that each of the sufferings that we will experience, because we will experience many sufferings and trials and uh, things that we do not like and conflicts, that each of it would build within us a greater understanding of your love. And uh, and I'll pray this too, uh, because it's in the Bible, and it's a better prayer than mine. Uh, Paul says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father. From whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you will be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You guys can stay where you are. I'm going to lead us now into taking communion as, as one of our final celebrations here together. Uh, Jesus says this as he uh, is at the table. It actually says in Luke 22 that he reclined at the table, meaning he was relaxed around a meal with good friends. Uh, So the the communion table is not just um, a decorative piece or a final ceremonial thing that uh, churches have done for thousands of years, but it actually represents kind of the lifeblood of the faith that we gather in communal tables that the Christian faith is actually familial, uh, it's relational, that we know one another, and that people are welcome to it, that people are welcome to the table to take in this feast. And so Jesus is relaxed at the table with friends, much like we are often as we're trying to be on mission, uh, whatever that means for you, or whatever that really means. But this is what he says. He says, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat of it until it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them. He said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, the cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my, bo- in my blood. Uh, the other core piece about communion is not just that it's at a table, but the people that are invited to it come in great need. Uh, something we talked about yesterday, that we come as leaders, that we come to the table as super needy children, not as self-sufficient, uh, have all of our ducks in a row kind of people. And so as you go, you can even go in the same groups that you are in now and go taking, saying all of the stuff that we talked about is not sort of a to-do list that God has given us that we are totally confident that we can, uh, can you know, take care of. But we actually come as children, like my daughter here, uh, who don't even know where to get food, and we need the food. Uh, We don't know how to be gracious to one another. We need the grace of God. We need the Father's care provision. We don't really know how to uh, share the gospel effectively. We need the Spirit. And so we go to the table dependent together, reminding ourselves that it's the gospel that we uh, even desire to do any of this stuff. This is, this is the deal. Uh, this is all there is, which is exciting, that Christ died for us, broke his body, shed his blood for us. So let's go now uh, to the table uh, with joy, and you can go. There's four tables now. You can pick your type of bread and, and dip it in the cup. All right, let me give a blessing of benediction as we leave. Right? Are you about to do it? Okay. <laughs> This has been a fun morning to all get together and hear our leaders share, right? Uh, Many of you might be thinking, gosh, this is all so exciting. I want to be in every missional community, like Jessica feels. Um, She has a vision for each of them, and she's stoked to join it. That could be you. You could also be someone who's like, well, golly, because you say golly, uh, to yourself. We all do it. You might say, golly, I don't know, like, this this all seems like something I should care about, but right now my affections are not tied to that stuff. Uh, you might also be in the position of saying, well, I know these are my friends, and these are the people I'm connected to in this church, and so whatever they say the vision and the mission is for that community, I want to run after it. The Here's the thing. All of those are okay to actually experience. Uh, and each of us, in all of our ways, have to take a step forward to live out faithfully and walk in the ways of Jesus. Uh, whether we like, feel ecstatic about that today, or we feel kind of like, oh golly, I don't know. Uh, And that's all, like, perfectly fine and beautiful. And maybe you express that through shouting and clapping. And maybe you express that just through quiet and faithful obedience. And here's the thing. Jesus is not an American. So he's not excited about, like, extroverts being the only way that you get to be a missionary. Right? We are all called and freed up and empowered by the Holy Spirit to proclaim the good news in really good seasons and really bad seasons. And I'll tell you this, too. If you're in a really bad season, there's probably nothing more great and more beautiful than actually serving Jesus and his mission in the really hard season, which is counterintuitive. Um, The world would tell us to be... uh, on mission do really good things we must have to have taken care of ourselves for a really extended season Jesus says come to me all who are weak and weary and I'll give you rest and where Jesus is going is actually raising people from the dead casting out evil um, proclaiming uh, the coming of the kingdom and that's what we get to do too so uh, bow with me and uh, I'll uh, I'll send us out in this blessing Father, we just pray uh, to you that your kingdom would come, uh, that your will would be done uh, on earth as it's already happening in heaven, and that you would forgive us of our sins as we forgive others, uh, that you would give us everything that we need each day, uh, that we would receive with grateful hearts the bread and the provision that you provide for us. And God, we anxiously await your second coming, we're also filled with joy, uh, the quiet joy and sometimes ecstatic joy that it is to be wounded people uh, that are being healed by you as we seek to be your hands and feet in this city. Let's all go in peace and hope. Amen.